0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue in our series called Building a Better Life. In these lessons, Pastor Rick dives into the Bible and shows us how God can take a difficult situation and use it to help you build a better future. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a hardcover copy of Pastor Rick's wonderful book, The Purpose of Christmas, just in time for the season. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called Doing a Reset for a Better Life.
1: Now, whether you have ever been a parent, or you've been a child, you certainly know the term, take a time out. (laughs) Take a time out. And when your kids are unruly, or they won't listen, or everybody's just being irritable, at some point, the mature person in the group says, okay everybody, everybody take a time out. Go to your room, and get your attitude adjusted, And don't come out till you're calmed down. Everybody just take a time out. In many ways, I believe that God said to his kids, you guys aren't doing too good. You're fussing, you're fighting, you're arguing, Uh, you're not being nice to each other. So maybe we just need to take a time out. And we've had a year where God said, okay, everybody, go to your home. Go to your room and get your attitude adjusted. And we're sent to our rooms and we're all supposed to think about our actions and our attitudes. But now it appears, it appears, uh, that our time out period may be ending. And we're all happy for that. And uh, the world has changed dramatically in the last year. You have changed in ways maybe you don't even realize over the last year. You've developed some new patterns, some new habits. And and God is saying, okay, you had a timeout, but he's not interested in all of us resuming the old rat race. He's just not. Instead of resuming the way we used to live, he's interested in giving us an opportunity for a total reset. Not to resume, but a chance to reboot, to redefine, to reexamine, to reset, to reimagine our lives in a whole new way, to refigure the way we live the rest of our lives. Now, as your pastor who loves you and prays for you every day, my job as a spiritual coach, as a life coach, it is my job before God to help you live your life to the fullest capacity possible. It is my job as your leader, as your coach, to help you um, live the most productive, the most effective life possible for the glory of God. Now, on your message notes, uh, I have... uh, printed out here a, uh, an outline, Okay, I mean a definition of the word reset. One definition of the verb reset is this, to make a new fresh start due to changed circumstances, opportunities, changed opportunities, or changed priorities. To make a new fresh start due to a changed circumstances, opportunities, or priorities. We have an opportunity. God is giving us an incredible opportunity for a total reset of our lives, our careers, our families, our church, our world, and it's all up to us. And so we began to look at principles for resetting your life after a traumatic experience. And all last year, there were many kinds of traumas you went through last year. A trauma changes you. We talked about that last week. And so I did part one in this message where I shared with you, Four principles, and I'm not gonna go over them again. They're right there. If you missed that message, you can go back and listen to it online. Expect to feel mixed emotions coming out of COVID into post-COVID. Extract the lessons that you learned. Don't waste the experience. Don't waste your pain. Don't waste what happened. Uh, Evaluate everything before resuming it. Don't just automatically go back and restart and refill your schedule with a bunch of junk. Evaluate everything before resuming it, and then engage slowly. Don't be in a hurry. Now, go back and listen to the details of that in in part one if you missed that. Today, what I want to do is give you four more principles. Okay, here's number one from the scriptures. Eliminate the non-essentials. Really important in your life. In the days ahead, as you begin to re-enter the world, you need to uh, re-evaluate and then eliminate the non-essentials in my life. Now, for the past two weeks, I've said this both weeks, and I'm gonna say it again. I want to remind you of a physical and emotional fact, whether you want to admit it or not, and it is this. None of you, none of you have the same level of energy you did a year ago, not one of you. You say, how do you know that, Rick? Because I know how trauma works. Trauma drains you, and your battery has been being drained every single day by all of the changes, all of the restrictions, all of the different things that have happened. There have been all kinds of new stresses in your life in the past year, and every day it's a little trickle drain, trickle drain, trickle drain, and you don't have the same energy, physical or emotional, that you did a year ago. That's not to say you won't get it back. I'm just saying you don't have it right now. Now, if that's true, and it is, then it means that using what energy you do have, I better be smart about it. Does that make sense? That since I don't have as much energy as I used to have, I better use what I've got, whatever I've got, wisely. I better use it effectively. And that includes eliminating the non-essentials. It's far more important that you not waste any energy since you have less of it. Now, there are three things the scripture says drain your energy. That's these next verses. The first one, write this down, is weights, weights. That's things that weigh you down. Hebrews chapter 12 uh, verse 1 says this, let us run the race before us and never give up. We should remove from our lives anything that would get in the way and the sins that hold us back. And in CEV version, same verse says, we must throw off every weight that slows us down, especially those sins that just won't let go. If you have an habitual area of sin, anger, impatience, fear, jealousy, resentment, gossip, lust, you know, I could make the list two, three hundred words deep. He said, that's something you do want to let go of, those weights, and he says, those sins. He said, the things that hold you, every sin in my life holds me down. I remember one time I did a wedding for a couple in our church, and a couple years later, uh, it was a second wedding for both, a couple years later, we had them, they had us for dinner, and uh, the woman said to me, you know, Rick, As I was walking down that that, uh, aisle in that wedding, I didn't realize that I was still carrying a bag of garbage from my previous relationship. Hello? I, I, I imagine that's true of almost everybody, that in any new relationship, any new job, you're carrying a garbage bag of stuff from previous. That's the kind of stuff you want to eliminate. The first thing is eliminate the sins that weigh us down. Second thing I need to let go of, eliminate, are non-essentials. And that's the next verse. 1 Corinthians 6.12. I let go of the sins that weigh me down. I let go of non-essentials. Everything is permissible, 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I won't be mastered by anything. Point here, I said this last week, some things are not necessarily wrong, they're just not necessary. The third thing that needs to go out of my life is my old attitudes, old attitudes, and that's the next Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24. Get rid of your old self. Well, that's pretty clear. (laughs) Get rid of your old self, which made you live like you used to live. The old destructive patterns that were rooted in deceitful desires. Now, whoa, that's a mouthful. What is he saying there? The old destructive patterns rooted in deceitful desires. Every self-defeating behavior in your life is based on a lie. Every self-defeating behavior in your life is based on a lie. You do it because you think it's going to be helpful. I think I know what will make me happy more than God. I think that I know what will work. I think, and I listen to a lie, and my deceptive desires, everything, when anytime I am having a bad attitude, or anytime I'm tempted to sin, I need to stop and go, what lie am I believing right now? About me, about life, about God, because it's all, Satan is the father of lies, and that's why the truth sets you free. And so he says, get rid of your old self with make sure you live the old way. Instead, he says, let your heart and mind be made completely new. Put on your new self. There's another word for that, reset. When we talk, when I use the word reset, that's just a modern term for put on your new self. Reset, which is created to be like God and shows itself. In the true life, that's the better life that is right and is good. So I need to eliminate non-essentials in my life. Number two. Now the next principle of resetting my life is the complementary action, and it is this. Excel at what really matters. Eliminate what's not essential and excel on what is essential. Excel on what really matters most. Excel on what is right and true. Friends. I want to tell you some personal experience. You don't have to be good at everything to make it in life. Uh, There are thousands of things I'm terrible at. Just thousands of things that I'm not good at. You don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to, you don't need to be good at everything. God doesn't expect you to be good at everything. But to live the better life, this upgraded life, Not the good life, but the better life. To live the better life, you just need to be good at what's most important. And if you're good at what's most important, it doesn't matter if you're terrible at everything else. If you're good at what matters most, it's not going to matter that you're not good at this, 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 and this. Because you're not going to be good at everything anyway. So when you get to heaven, God isn't going to say, for instance, how coordinated were you? Some of you are really coordinated. God gave you natural coordination. Some of us, we're not coordinated at all. Some of you are good with math. Some of you suck at math. Some of you are good at music. Others, you couldn't carry a tune in a baggie, okay? You have a a voice that should be cultivated, plowed under, actually, okay? You're a prison singer. You're always behind a few bars, never have the right key, okay? And so you don't have to be good at, the Bible just says make a joyful noise, you don't have to be good at everything, what matters, excelling at what really matters, is the key to the better life, okay, I eliminate the non-essentials, and then I uh, excel at what really matters. Now what really matters, well, in order to excel at what really matters, in the days ahead, you're going to have to develop three habits. You're not going to do this overnight, but you're going to work on these habits in the day's ahead, so you move from the good life to the better life. These three habits are the three verses there on your teaching notes below. And by the way, they're all intertwined. You can't leave out any of them, okay? So let me give you the three habits. We'll look at three verses. Here's the first habit, managing my time. You need to get better at managing your time if you're going to move to the better life. Not simply from the good life, but up to the better life. Managing your time. Selection is the name of the game. The secret of an effective life is selection. Knowing what matters most and doing that. Managing your time.
0: This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If you missed any part of this message or if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Rick Warren and this ministry, just visit pastorrick.com where you can listen online anytime. That's pastorrick with two Rs in the middle.com. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional while you're there. Rick will be right back to close out our time today, but first, let the true reason for the season fill your heart with hope this year when you discover Pastor Rick's inspirational book, The Purpose of Christmas. Here's Rick to tell you more.
1: You know, this month on Daily Hope, we're offering to send you a special copy of my book called The Purpose of Christmas. I wrote this book to help you come to a deeper understanding of God's love for you by explaining the three purposes of Christmas that were announced by the angel at the birth of Jesus. The angel announced a time of celebration, I bring you good news of great joy, Salvation, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and reconciliation, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I'll send you the hardback edition of this book, The Purpose of Christmas, for your gift of support to Daily
0: Hope Ministries. This book is sure to become a beloved family favorite, to be read every Christmas and be shared with your friends who may not know how much God loves them. We'll send you a hardcover copy of the inspiring and beautifully illustrated book, The Purpose of Christmas, when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.